0: Yeah, we have to talk a little more about the future of Roger Tuivasa-Shek, of course. And yesterday, the NZRL was handed its independent review. This was the review undertaken by Tim Castle, Raylene Castle. <gasps> no relation. And when would we expect them to release the findings of this particular review? Uh, Radio Sports Rugby League Insider, of course. A man that has worked for New Zealand Rugby League and former Warriors coach. And I think this is the first time we're talking to him in 2018. Yes. Mr Tony Kim. Hi, Tony. Tony. Morning, boys.
1: Isn't it, isn't it great that the footy season's just around the corner?
0: <laughs> yeah, I can, it's just starting I can to bubble, it. isn't it? I can smell the oh, liniment. Not Todd Carney, yeah. but the other. You know what I mean? It's just, just it's, it's
1: good bubble. It's good bubble. Oh, it's like mate, bubble and squeak. I've thrown my cricket balls in the fire. I'm glad. <laughs> With the pine cones. Glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad the cricket season's over.
0: Oh, hey, so, Kempe, when we hear that there's going to be a review like this comes out, what do you expect? No, no, no. First, first off, what do you hope to hear when it gets released?
1: Well, I hope I, I hope to hear breath, you know, so that we can we we know that rugby the legs off life support um, because we've been on it, you know, and we continue to to remain on life support for for you know decades and and one of the things you know it's another it's another review and of what I do hope is that it, beca- it 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 is made public, you know. I know I know you guys are talking about it this morning on the radio, but. It um it was it was out this week, it was presented by Tim and Raylene, um, and what I want it to uh to to be is public knowledge so that we can actually measure um the outcome of the review uh and, and the people that are in charge of the New Zealand rugby league. I I think they have to be held accountable
0: couple of options for them, I guess, Tony, they could release the findings ASAP, they could do that as soon as today, or they could perhaps implement or implement some of the recommendations before they then produce it publicly. Which is the better option?
1: Oh, I, I think. I think the first one, I think um, you know, it's not rocket science what, what needs to happen. I think everyone you know, can, um, would come to the same conclusion that the leadership is is what's lacking in at the NZRL and that needs to uh, it needs to change. So, you know, I, I, think, I think first up, I'm, and, you know, I don't, I don't say this lightly, I, I, I honestly think that we should um, be made aware of what Tim and Raylene have, have spoken to people about and what they've actually recommended to the NZRL so that we can, you know, um, see some changes and some positive changes for a game that shouldn't be on life support. It's, You know, it's, it's been on it for far too long. Um, you've got to remember that they did a review after the last one they went up to England. They did a review before the Anzac test Uh, And they've done another review now. They've they've had three reviews in the last twelve months, uh, and we haven't seen the last two. We need to see this one.
0: So, are the people getting these reviews uh, not listening to them? Do you think, or unable to carry out what's going on there?
1: Well, personally, you know, I know that they've got they've got a new board, um, which you know, there's there's four independent directors, and and those four independent directors. In the last 12 months, have all left. Uh, you know, there's one t- to go at the next AGM. So there's four new independent directors, and I think they deserve the opportunity to get this right. Um, but what I what I don't like about it is that it's, we we're kept in the dark about what those changes are and what the recommendations are. And from from a governance perspective, uh, that's where the accountability needs to start. And and like like I said, fellas, you know it isn't rocket science that the operations and at the NZRL from the CEO down through their executive is very average uh, and that's what that's what I'm looking to see um good good governance which allows for good change at the executive level so that the game can grow and and, and we we deserve better we deserve better than a quarter final in the world cup but we deserve better from a grassroots um, perspective and, and and especially losing the players that we're losing like Jason Tomaroro who who were developed in this country go to Australia and end up playing for Tonga. The, the, the major concern I have for the New Zealand side is that that actually has a massive, massive ripple effect for the future of the New Zealand Rugby League brand. If, if Jason Tomorrow does that now and every kid looks at him and goes, well, I'm going to play for Tonga or Samoa uh, from now on in, most of our Kiwi team are Tongan and Samoa. And, and I don't think that it won't be uh, too long before we become a second-tier nation. What
0: changes do you think will be recommended for the Kiwis?
1: Well, <laughs> I, know I know you're talking about the, the coach. Um, look, I, I've never, ever blamed David Kidwell. I, I think the whole process right from the start to appoint David um, was very average. And, and right up until the last week of the, the World Cup, they appointed uh, Kitty's uh, second in charge at South Sydney as the assistant coach. You know, when we had someone like Richie Blackmore over here that sat in the, the, the um the top three when he applied for the Kiwi job the last one Mooks went for it. So, you know, the that whole process um in and around how they elected the coach, you know, two Australians and Brian Smith and Shane Richardson, which was just a disaster because that's where the the uh, comments of you got what you deserve came from. It came from two blokes that didn't know the that won the community of, of New Zealand. Um but to say that you know and being an ex Kiwi sitting here saying, well that's what we expected to happen and, and you deserved it was was terrible and, and I take that back to the process. I expect that whole New Zealand um management uh team and and structure to to, to be uh reintroduced and, and the right people to be put into place and, and, and that's what I'm saying with the governance. I think this new board Deserve the opportunity to get that right. If they go back and just say, "Look, let's just let's just put these people back in place," uh, that'll be so disappointing. I think you'll, you'll you'll definitely get some backlash from that.
0: Tony Kemp here with us. Um, Kempy, I mean, you're familiar with the situation. You know, people that have been in there, uh, and and I'm talking about the let's just say Kiwis head coach here, right? Do you think that it is possible, and that the New Zealand Rugby League has enough money to put around them all the support things that they could desire? As a head coach of, of an operation?
1: Uh, no, I don't. Uh, you know the 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 reality is that the Australian NRL and the Super League up in up in the UK um, produces a, a massive amount of income. You know that Mel Meninga and Wayne Bennett, you know, uh, as as full time coaches for those countries get. I know Kiri is a full time coach, but you know to, to put in a to put in a full time structure, professional structure in New Zealand is. is Um, something that they can't afford. but They're not um, innovative enough to to talk to the NRL to create or design a a package that you can go to the professional game. Because you've got to remember that uh, close to 40% of our players play in the NRL, yet we don't have the credibility or um, I I guess the smarts to talk to the NRL and say, look, we deserve a a full-time structure to promote our brand and protect our, our players. And we saw that um, play out last year when, when four Tongan boys that were selected in the squad decided to go and play for a second-team nation. You know, you know, quite simply what happened. They didn't talk to them. And, and for me, that's, you know, that's like having Stephen Adams in your, in, your, um, in your Tall Blacks. And the coach says, well, you just, you just come to the Commonwealth Games, but I'm not going to talk to you beforehand, mate. You know, and you're the best player in the world. And we're not going to design anything around you or you're not going to get to say what's going on. I can tell you now, Richie McCall got a say on who he wanted to play with in the Blacks, And and Cameron Smith gets a say on who he wants to play with in the Australian team. And he, what we're saying to Jason Tomarolo, mate, you just stay up there in North Queensland and we'll come and get you when we want. And he's just put his two fingers up and said, well, you know, stuff that, I, I deserve better. And for, for the guy Wolf, that coach Tonga, he he spoke to him and he got him, and 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 that's just so disappointing from where I come from. You know, the kids deserve way better than that, and we've gone and let the best player in the world mm-hmm. walk away from our our jersey, which is which has held so much prestige for me.
0: Tony, very quickly, what do the Warriors have to do to convince Roger to have asked the Sheik to stay at the club, and do you like their chances?
1: Give him another million dollars. Um, Quite something. <laughs> oh, oh, look, Bruce. Bruce is my best mate. I think what he came out with with yesterday. Who's is that,
0: Bruce Sherrick, Rogers' agent?
1: Bruce, Bruce Bruce Sherrick's my best mate. We grew up together down in White You know, he's, if anyone's looking for an agent, he's the best. He's the best agent in this country because he's honest. And what he came out with in the paper yesterday and said there's, there's no truth in the in the matter. You know, he, he's the only bloke that I know with the integrity as a player agent. Um, but he's also the bloke that will look after Rogers' future. Uh, and make sure that Roger, you know, with the short short career that he does have, will 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 have something post football. And you know, if he if he decides to be an All Black, then he decides to be an All Black. Um, but for the Warriors to keep him, what they need to do mate is start winning because Roger deserves a, a, um, a premiership. He's too good to be sitting in a team that that lingers down in in the bottom part of the competition. Um, and I, I just don't think this is a Roger to event. To have us a check conversation, I think if they don't get the wins this year, mate, you'll, you'll find most of your young um, players look look to leave. That, that comment about Simon Mannering, uh, would you would you begrudge him going to another club like Melbourne for, for a uh, comp? Of course you wouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: yeah. Thanks, Tony. Thank Appreciate it. Good to talk. Tony, uh, Kemp, Tony Kemp. I'd stay at the Warriors for a million bucks.